Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. Cody and I are excited to talk to you today about something that for me has been a four-year process. And for Cody, well, he's a fast learner, so he's figured out a little bit quicker than I have. <laughs> but we're going to talk to you about a standout statement and a little bit about why we're going to talk about this. There's a bit of a story behind it. And there's also going to be a formula that we're going to be able to share with you today so that you can start to create your own standout statement. Cody, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good. You betcha. Uh, so would you like me to share my story first or did you want to go first? Um, you share, you share your story first because stories are always better to hear okay. than, than a formula. So Okay. Well, this is a, a bit of a, of a vulnerable story in the sense that um, it makes you realize how long it took me to figure this thing out and how much I struggled with it. And it's something that is so stinking simple that you would think, how on earth did she struggle with that? Uh, but I want you to hear that because if you are struggling with it as well, please know that you're not alone in this. I can tell you that one of my biggest things is overthinking. It's one of my biggest barriers to just about anything that I'm going to do in life. And uh, about four years ago, I hired a coach. It was one of the first five-figure coaches that I hired. I always have to ask myself how many figures that was. So it was four zeros. Yeah, five figures. Um, and it was one of the first ones. And that was one of those mental shifts that I had to make in my life because I had been pretty much on a scarcity mindset up until then that you'd only, you only spend money when you absolutely have to. And, you know, returns on investment was all about numbers and, and not a whole lot of what you're getting back in yourself for that. So, uh, but I hired this person. And so because I spent so much money and I was still kind of on teetering on that scarcity mindset, I'm like, I need to really show up. I need to do all of the things that they tell me. And I need to make sure that I'm, I'm doing it and I'm doing it right. He told me one of the first things that he said was, I think you overthink things. <laughs> I was like, dang mm-hmm. it. He picked up on that, did he? Um, and so I'm really glad that he did. And he realized that, you know, I have a whole lot of talent there, but because I'm just kind of stuck in the weeds trying to figure out how to get it out there the right way, I was never really getting it out. So I really appreciate him. He actually is the person who helped me start podcasting in the first place and said, you know what, just pick up the microphone and just start talking because the message is in there. Don't worry about it being right. Don't worry about it being perfect. Just start talking. And so I did. And because I just started talking, I I really started enjoying podcasting. And now here we are podcasting here. So it's obviously been something that I've loved to do. And yet through all of that, I struggled with trying to figure out like what is my standout statement is how Cody's calling it today. But a lot of times people call it like an elevator pitch or, you know, just tell us what your 30 second commercial. It's been called lots of things. And I have always struggled with that. And I think that the whole podcasting thing really helped me determine more about my process. It helped me understand more about what my message is. And then through the last four years, as I've worked with countless clients, it's like, I'll try this little thing over here and this really works. And this thing over here, like, oh, that one, it worked okay, but it didn't feel like me. And so you can see how this this ended up being four years. Well, 
Fast forward to just a few days ago, and that coach, who I still kept in contact with him in a couple of groups that he's in, um, and he said on one of his posts, hey, there's like 2,000 people in this group, and I don't know what most of you do. Could you drop your, I think he called it your elevator pitch here? And no one had said anything, and I'm like, do I want to be the first person to write this? <laughs> like, like, I don't know. And all of those old thoughts came back, and then I was like, you know what, just I have had an epiphany in the last couple of weeks. And so I said, just put it out there. What's the worst thing that could happen? They'd be like, what? What are you talking about? And so I took a leap of faith and I put this very simple sentence on there. And and then I waited. And, you know, a few other people started commenting and nobody commented on mine, which is okay. It's That's typically how it happens in there. Um, and then probably about... I don't know, a couple hours after I had written it, the the coach came in and, and he actually just liked it. And um, but he liked everybody's. And so it was like, no big deal. But a few minutes after that, he started commenting on it. And I thought that was really interesting, because this is the only one that he's commented on. And so now I know, like, okay, I've actually hit on something. And it's okay that it's not what's typically out there. So if I may, can I share with you what what that is? What Absolutely. that thread is? Okay. So um, all I said was this. I help couples and families breathe life and meaning back into their personal finances. That's it. Mm. I didn't Simple, say anything. but powerful. I didn't say anything about being debt free. I didn't say anything about living paycheck to paycheck. I didn't say, I barely said anything about money in general. And, and I left it alone. And when he came back, he's like, Love it. And that's all he said. Still very, very simple. But I went one step further and I admitted to him how hard this had been. And I said, thank you. This finally feels like what I do. Years of overthinking. And it was this simple all along. And his comment back, which is something I think our listeners really can just hear and understand was, it's funny how long it takes to simplify what we do. The genius is in the simplicity. Nicely done. Mm -hmm. Now, this is something I've been working on for four freaking years. <laughs> Why would it be so hard to do that? And I, I can tell you that I think part of it's just because there are so many experts out there. And I say experts using air quotes because so many experts aren't even experts sometimes. Um, but we believe that we need to do all of the things that they say. There's so many formulas. There's so many opinions. There's so many things that it's like, well, if I just do this, it'll get me what I'm looking for. And for me, it was so important to turn back inward and realize what is it that I'm doing for my clients? What lights me up? I mean, yes, we've talked on the show a lot about how we do numbers and those, those can be exciting because they're, they're measurable. They show you what's happening. But when I light up, it's when I'm helping somebody identify what their values are and be able to put their personal finances in alignment with those values. And it brings back that meaning and they start to feel like they're living again. And so just being able to use those words, breathe life and meaning back into the personal finances, that was it. And I'm sticking with it now because I think that is just, it's me. It's not because it sounds fancy because it doesn't really sound that fancy. Uh, and it's not because, you know, somebody commented on my post. It's because it feels like what I do. And so I'm just, I'm really comfortable with it now. Mm-hmm. 
I think that the reason that that's so powerful is because, you know, when someone asks you the question, like, what do you do? What do you do for a living? You know, the easy, the easy answer is like, oh, well, I'm a financial coach. You know, I help people get out of debt. I hope I help people, uh, you know, amplify their finances. You know, it's pretty generic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cause that's the easy way. And, you know, you don't want to be too vulnerable at, at times and it's uncomfortable, but your statement is a true standout statement because it does touch about the emotional sides of things and like what people actually want, mm-hmm. you know, like they actually want what you just described and the financial change will just be a byproduct of that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I don't think that having a financial change will cause those things that you had mentioned. Yes. To happen. Yeah, you're right. This would cause a financial change, but having a financial change won't cause that. And I right. know you're right. Well, maybe you're not right for everybody, but I can tell you you're right for me because mm-hmm. that was one of the biggest frustrations that I had is, you know, we had done our debt-free journey, if you will, the way that it's typically referred to. And we got to the end of that journey. And by the way, I was the one who's like, I I was the one who pushed that in our relationship. So I'm not saying that I wasn't excited about it or that. I I mean, I went to some extremes to make sure that that happened. So that was something that I personally wanted. And I I think I've even told you on this show before, Cody, that I would listen to um, like the Dave Ramsey show on the radio and I would hear other people call in and they would do their debt-free streams. And I was so empathetic to those individuals that I would like almost get choked up when they would do their debts free scream. And I remember mm-hmm. thinking, Oh my gosh, like if I get choked up when someone else does it, can you just imagine what I'm going to feel when it's my turn? Yep. And when I got to my turn, I didn't feel any of that. Like mm-hmm. I felt it more in my gut and in my bones for other people than I did for me. And I, and I realized that that's because it was a means to a specific end. It was not, it was not changing who I was. It wasn't, it wasn't really putting into uh, practice, putting my money where my values were. And so that one little shift is exactly why I work with clients the way I do now, because I realized that what you just said is true, that you can change all the money stuff, but it's not going to be the thing that changes you. But if you change you, not change you to someone you're not supposed to be, but rather change you back to who you are, then all that money stuff, it actually falls into place afterwards. And so, yeah, I, I, I apologize that it's no, not, not apologizing to you, but to myself that it's taken four years. And yet I think that it almost needed to take that long for me to mm-hmm. understand what it, what, like, why, like, why, why has it taken that long? Because you needed to see that through all the people you worked with. You needed to see that through your own experience. Um, And you needed to be okay with not overthinking what all of the gurus and all of the formulas and all of the stuff that's out there says is necessary because that really is not in tune with who I am. And it's okay to, to go back to my strengths. So anyway. Yeah. 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 Now on my end, um, I actually operate pretty well with formulas. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you know, that's, that's fine. You know, like, uh, Maria, you, you tend to not operate well with that and that's fine too. And then I operate well with that, with, with the formula. And I know that there's people like each of us who are listening to us right now, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's not think- that for those who are listening, I just want to make sure we clarify. It's not that I can't fill in the formula or that I don't operate well with it. It's that I overthink it because it's given to me. And so if you are listening and you're like, well, I can operate with a formula just like, you know, Cody does. That's fantastic. Just don't overthink it. Use use the formula to get you started, have it be a foundation, but realize that it's just, it's a formula. So yeah, sorry. Yeah. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to share my standout statement with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit longer than yours. I think yours is one sentence. Mine is three. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little bit longer. It's not as simple. Um, and it does have some measurables in there too. Um, but I'm going to share it with you. And then I'll share the formula that I used to basically make this up. Fantastic. So my standout statement actually starts with a question. And then it is followed by two statements to answer that question. So mine is, you know how many driven millennials often struggle with their, or, or I'm sorry, let me, let me repeat that. <laughs> you know how many driven millennials often struggle with feeling held back with, or feeling held back because of their money? Well, what I do is help those people with their money and their mindsets to become debt-free in two years or less, and then they finally have the freedom to create the rock star life that they were born to live. So that's mine. Mm-hmm. I personally put a couple of things in there for a reason. Um, I put driven millennials because that's that's my ideal client. So mm-hmm. I put that in there for that reason. Um, I put in money and mindsets because... I don't just focus on the money. I, a huge part of what I do is mindsets. So I put that in there as well. Um, helping people become debt-free is my main priority. That's what, mm-hmm. I, that's what I love helping people do the most. So I put that in there too. And I put in the word rock star, rock star of a life because of my history, mm-hmm. my upbringing, my background, you know, if you listen to the show long enough, you'll, you, you know that I come from the music industry. So it's just very on brand for me. Yep. Um, so I'll just repeat it one more time. You know how many driven millennials often struggle with feeling held back with their money? Well, what I do is help those people with their money and their mindsets to become debt free in two years or less. And then they finally have the freedom to create the rock star of a life that they were born to live. That's mine. Now, how did I come up with that? I actually did use a formula, and basically the formula comes out as this. You know how, insert ideal client, struggles with, insert number one problem. Well, what I do is, number one solution, so that, insert long-term aspiration. So I'll repeat that again, starting with the question, you know how, who your ideal client is struggles with this number one problem. Well, what I do is 
provide the number one solution. So that, that ideals client's long-term aspiration can come true. So I'm curious, um, as we unpack this a little bit, what would have happened? What would it have looked like if you had done the aspiration ahead of the measurable results? How would yours have sounded? It would probably sounded like um, something along the lines of like, well, what I do is help people with their money and their mindsets so that they're finally able or so that they uh, finally have the freedom to create the rock star life that they were born to live and become debt free in two years or less. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I don't like that as much as as the other one. I think what mm-hmm. I was thinking was um, like, I help people create the rock star life that they were born to live by helping them, you know, become debt free in two years or less. Mm-hmm. Um, either way. So you've tested this out on people, mm-hmm. right? And what kind of feedback have you been getting from people? Yeah. So, so this is, this kind of like statement is typically used when you're just like in a social setting, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. whether you meet in uh, an elevator, which no one, yeah, in an elevator <laughs> or you meet your girlfriend's dad or, you know, whatever it might be, right. you know, it's, it's just to answer the question, what do you do? Your girlfriend's and dad, I love that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. It's been so long since I've dated right. <laughs> that that just struck me as kind of funny, <laughs> but that's probably true. You, yeah. yeah. Girlfriend's yeah. dad probably wants to know what you're doing. So yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I found that if you can be a little bit more specific, mm-hmm. um, than just like, I'm a financial coach, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, I help people with their money. Mm-hmm. Um, then they start to ask questions like, oh, that's interesting. Like, mm-hmm. tell me more. You know, like, usually if you give someone an answer like that, they're not just going to be like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. you're giving them more. Yeah. So then they're going to be <clears throat> compelled to feel like they want to give you more. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just it's just a good conversation starter. And who knows, like, you might be talking to someone who wants or needs your services. Yeah. Well, one thing I would say is if you were to go along the lines of um, just like the the simple statement, like what I had thrown out there, that you do want to make sure that you have some idea of how you do that kind of tucked into your back pocket. Uh, And the reason I say that is because when I was actually deciding whether or not to even be the first person to comment on that on that thread, I was trying to decide, do I also put in there that I created a five step process for this? Or do I leave that out? And I personally chose to leave that out in that particular thread. However, I do know that, you know, if someone says, Oh, that's really cool. How do you do that? Mm-hmm. it's important to have some sense of how you do that with them. And they don't necessarily mean like, oh, you know, I meet with them individually this number of weeks or whatever. Like they want to know, like, what kind of process do you bring somebody through that? You know, have you created a specific method? Do you have a, a trademarked process? That kind of thing. And so that would be a really good opportunity for you to share your intellectual property there, you know, in a very succinct way. Um, but it is okay to wait for them to ask, how did you do that? Uh, but make sure you have an answer for it just in case. 
Yeah, the whole purpose of this is to start a conversation. Right. Um, and that's why, like, my statement, before I even tell people what I do, I ask them a question. Right. You know, and do you I, wait and them have them engage. acknowledge? Yeah. Yes. Do you wait? So, so that's an important piece, too, that I want to make sure people hear. Because when you read it out loud, there's not really a we're, – we're not – we're not role playing. So you don't hear somebody say, well, yes, Cody, I, I have noticed that. Or no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know who millennials, what do you mean by millennials? Right. Um, but just remember that when Cody asked the question, so do you know how, you know, driven millennials struggle with X, Y, and Z? He's pausing and he's waiting to see what that person says. And yeah, it, I've, I've had people say like, you know, pe- people who are literally like, my ideal client have asked me Mm -hmm. this and I've asked them that question and I'm just like, you know, and I've said something along along the lines of that. Like, you know, you know how like a lot of people our age struggle with feeling held back with their money and I pause Mm -hmm. and then they come back and sometimes they like laugh and they're like, Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Right. Trust me. Like we get it. That Mm -hmm. is, that is me. Right. (laughs) You know? And I'm like, well, I mean, you're not alone. And to be honest with you, like what I do is this. Yep. And then they're like, dang, because they just, they just told you that, that they're your they are client. who you help. Yep. Yep. That's you right. Know? That's right. And so the other thing I want to point out here is that you, when you said that to them, you said, do you know how people our age dot, dot, dot. And the reason I want to throw that in there is because I want you guys to hear that even though he has a script, if you will, he understands how and when to deviate from that script. So if, if yeah. he's actually talking to his ideal client, then if he says, do you know how sometimes driven millennials are dot, 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 they're going to be like, dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm one of those, you know, and, and you're, I feel like you're talking through a script. Whereas yeah. since you saw your audience and you're like, hey, you know how people our age or people your age or people that you grew up with, it does, if, if you're not the same age as the individual, that uh, you can actually tailor that message to the person you're talking to, especially if it's a one-on-one. Whereas if this, you know, the script is more like uh, if you're writing to somebody or whatever, that and it's a group of people, you might not be able to tailor it quite as much. Uh, but I do want you to hear that because it's so important to realize that just because you come up with this, it doesn't mean you have to stick to it like just letter for letter, word for word. And yeah. I'm sharing that as an overthinker because that yeah. would be where I'm like, I got to get this right so that it works for everybody. I'm like, no, no, you don't. It's just get, give yourself a framework with a formula and then know how to plug that framework into other like random people. Yeah. You, you have to be able to read the room and, and know your audience, right. you know, like this, this should not be a script, you know, Robotic. you're writing it as a script to have as like a basis to kind yeah. of work off of. But then the ultimate goal is to make it be a conversation starter. So yes. the, 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 the more natural and the more like, you know, just relaxed and just seamless that you can be with it, the more effective it's going to be. Okay. Okay. Um, the other thing too, is that when we have, 
Well, I was thinking about like, I, I know we talked about this in an episode in the past, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. It feels like it's going off topic, but it's not totally. Do you remember where we talked about communication in marriages and in relationships? And we did the I feel statement and, and mm-hmm. it was very formulaic where it was like, I feel blank when you blank because blank. And what I teach people is you don't need to talk to your spouse and say, I feel sad when you, you know, leave the toilet seat up because it, it you know, I don't know, adds more work to my day. That feels robotic and it feels weird. The reason that you use a formula at all is to just make sure you have all of the components that are necessary in order to have the conversation. So I would say that's very similar to this. I mean, when, when Cody laid out the actual components, you know, you know, this is the, who your ideal client is and this is what they're suffering from and this is what you bring. The formula is just to help you make sure you have all of the components you need so that you can then actually communicate that to whoever your audience is at the time. Because I think that's how you can use this as a formula, but not end up being super scripted, not being robotic, and actually just being able to use it in a way where it doesn't take you four years to feel comfortable saying what you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So try it out. Yes. You know, try it out. Say it to yourself a couple times in the mirror, and then next time you get asked, what do you do? Try it out. Yeah. And then measure the results. I mean, start seeing, like, are people responding to that? Do they look at you like you've got four heads? Like, they have no idea what you just said. If they're looking at you like that, then chances are it's not something that they can relate to. And it doesn't mean that they're not your ideal client necessarily. It just means that the language you're using might not be something that they hear or understand. So make sure you're not throwing in too much lingo, you know, because that's just, it's like shop talk. You don't want to do that. People don't always understand that. Um, So just start to practice on people, put it out on social media stuff and just find out like, how are people reacting to that? And if it's a favorable reaction, then double down on it. And if it's an unfavorable one, then just make small tweaks. You do not need to go back to the drawing board like yours truly did for four years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I hope you all learned from my mistakes today. I hope that you are able to take that and and run with it. And thank you, Cody, for bringing a formula into this, because I know a lot of people really do learn from that. And they say, that's nice that you just came up with it, Maria, but I need something to work from. Give me me something, a framework to work from. So thank you for doing that for us, Cody. Uh, Anything else that you want to say to our listeners before we sign off for the day? Um, really the only thing is, uh, man, we are just having a lot of fun in our Facebook group. Yeah, we really are. You know, there's, there's, it's growing. Um, and people are starting to make posts in there more, more frequently and comment and interact and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's really cool to see. So if you want to be a part of that, join it. It's new money habits, financial coaches on Facebook. It's a Facebook group. Um, just join that and, uh, be a part of the community and you can always, you know, post questions in there for us. If you, if you want have questions that you want us to discuss on the podcast, or you could reach out to us directly via email, which is podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. 
Absolutely. And if you are listening to this show and you believe that you could benefit from coaching with one of us, let us know that as well, because New Money Habits does offer financial coaching packages for coaches. So we want to make sure that we are there to help support you and help get you to the next level in your business. So just remember that that's an option as well. We don't talk about it a ton on here because that's not what we're here necessarily to do. But I have known that sometimes people are like, hey, I really just want to work with you guys. Is that something that you and do. And because we're not great at, at mentioning it here, sometimes they just don't know. So I appreciate the opportunity to mention that here today. And uh, yeah, definitely join us in the Facebook group. Good. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. We will see you next week. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our host by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.